hi everyone hope you're enjoying so far and uh, yeah today we're going to look at this great moment when Jesus restores Peter just as Chicky and Tom and Tammy have so well illustrated for us already and so how did Jesus do it how did he help Peter put this mistake when he denied Jesus three times and ran away and abandoned his friend how did Jesus help him put this behind him get back on track and then go on to do all the amazing things that Peter went on to do. Well, John records what happened in the last chapter of his book, chapter 21. And so we've had the cheeky version, and now here's the original. And John starts it like this. He says, later, Jesus again, sorry, later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. And this is how it happened. And so a whole bunch of Jesus' friends and followers are waiting for him in Galilee. Because Jesus said that he would meet them there. And one night Peter decides, I'm going fishing. And so seven of them, including John, head to the Sea of Galilee. And they go out into the boat and they fish all night, but they catch nothing. And then early in the morning, someone shouts to them from the beach and says, Friends, have you caught anything? And of course it's Jesus. But they can't see, they can't see that far, they don't know it's him. And they shout back, no. And so Jesus says, well, throw your net onto the other side of the boat, and then you will. And so they throw the net over, and they have this amazing catch of fish. And then suddenly, at that moment, John realises what's going on. He clocks, and he turns to Peter, and he says, It's the Lord! And when Peter hears this, and realises it's Jesus on the beach, he jumps straight into the water, and he swims to shore straight away to see him. And this is the first thing I love about this moment that John and Peter, they realise it's Jesus because Jesus had done this miracle before. In fact, this is what Jesus had done, this miraculous catch of fish, the very first time when he called Peter to follow him. And you can read it in Luke chapter 5. And so in this moment when Jesus is about to restore Peter and help him get back on track, he reminds him of their start and, his, and of his original call to follow Jesus. But Jesus does more than just like taking Peter back in time, if you like. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever like wished you could roll back the clock and go back in time? You know, we like make a mistake or we put off, I don't know, we say the wrong thing and you think, oh, I could just, you know, go back in time. Or if we find ourselves just in a place where we never expected to be or we just find ourselves a bit stuck and, oh, I wish I could change course. Well, the amazing thing about Jesus is when we invite him into our lives and when we give our lives to him, is that he brings a brand new start into our present. He doesn't need to take us back in time. He has a future and meaning for us, and he brings that right to where we are now. In 2 Corinthians 5, it says, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And this means that When we give our lives to Jesus, firstly, he forgives us for all the things that we've done wrong. And they are literally wiped away. He doesn't hold them against us whatsoever. Because the old life is gone. That's past. And those mistakes, that doesn't define who you are and it doesn't define your future. Because a new life has begun. One filled with meaning and purpose from right this moment on. And for Peter... Jesus communicates this to him really visually by repeating this miraculous catch of fish. And it's like Jesus is saying to Peter, 
What I said to you then, that I could make you a fisher of men, and that you could follow me, and I could use you, and you could do great things, we could do great things together, that's still true now. That's still true now for your life and future. And so secondly for us, this is great to know that even when there's times, or if there's a time where we can't imagine our future, and we can't picture, well, where do I go from here? And what, you know, what's going to happen next? That when we turn to Jesus, and when we trust in him, and when we say, Jesus, you know, lead my life again, that he brings his purpose to wherever we are, and into that moment. And it's never too late for a fresh start with Jesus. In Lamentations, it says this, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And another brilliant moment then is that time when Peter realises it's Jesus and he jumps straight into the water and he dives in, not afraid, no hesitation. And that's the way that we can approach Jesus. You know, we never have to hesitate in approaching Jesus. And Peter jumps in ahead of the others. And maybe it was just because he was excited to see Jesus again. But sometimes I think, did, did Peter want to almost like catch Jesus for a few moments on their own? You know, maybe he wanted to talk to him about what had happened and what had gone on without all the other boys around, you know, chipping in their thoughts or whatever. Maybe he wanted to just grab him privately. Have you ever um, done that where you're looking for an opportunity? You know, you want to speak to someone privately and you're waiting for that moment where you can get them on their own. I remember a couple of years back when I was trying to ask Precious's dad if I could uh, um, ask permission, have his permission to marry Precious. And me and Precious, we'd gone up to visit their family and, uh, and I was waiting for an opportunity but everyone was there. The mum was there, the dad was there, Precious' brother was there, sister was there, Precious was there. And, you know, everyone's milling around all the time, busy, busy, busy. And I was just waiting for a chance, waiting for a chance. And then one uh, evening, Precious's dad said, oh, I just need to nip out in the car to uh, drop something over to, you know, someone's house. And I was like, oh, great, this is my chance. So I said, oh, I'll, I'll come for the ride. Let, let me come with you. So he was like, oh, okay. So we jump in the car together and we drive off. But straight away, he started tell, you know, talking to me about stuff that was going on um, in their church and exciting things and answers to prayer and all these great stuff. So I was listening and listening, you know, I didn't want to interrupt, didn't want to ruin my chances. And I was so I was waiting patiently, oh yeah, that's interesting, oh really, oh that's great, etc, etc. And all the time just thinking about what I'm going to say. And then we get to this person's house and we drop some stuff off and we're back in the car. And as we're driving back, I think, right, this is my moment. And literally, just as I was about to say, like, oh actually, I've been wanting to ask you something. In that moment, just as it was coming out of my mouth, Precious's brother suddenly walks out from around the corner, from nowhere, and is like right in front of the car. And so the dad stops the car and winds on the window, well, doesn't wind, winds on the window, and says, um, you know, what are you doing? And he basically he was walking home from the gym. So he says, oh, you know, jump in, we'll drive you home. And I was like, oh, my days, you know, give me a break. When am I going to get this chance? So anyway, we drive home, chance over. So I had to wait for another one. Now, fortunately, I did get an opportunity and uh, he did say yes. So, you know, it was all right in the end. But for Peter, Jesus gives him this chance to talk it out together as they walk along the beach. And if you want to go into like, the details of this conversation, then Sarah did a talk on it uh, a couple of years back in 2018 in our Meals with Jesus series. So you can find it on our website. But in a nutshell, 
as we saw with Chicky, Jesus asks Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? And three times Peter replies, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And then each time Jesus like recalls Peter and explains some of the things that he wants him to do. And he says, you know, feed my lambs and take care of my sheep. Now, obviously, you know, Jesus isn't talking literally. It's not like, you know, when you go on holiday or something and you ask a neighbour to feed the cat for you. Jesus wasn't saying, you know, I'm going back to heaven. You know, I won't be back for a little while. I'm going to look after the sheep for me while I'm gone. But, you know, he's talking about, you know, the sheep being the church and, you know, and uh, etc. I'm just being silly. But anyway, just as Peter denied Jesus three times, here, three times, he's able to affirm their friendship. And we see that on the one hand, this, like, conversation is a little bit painful for Peter. But then at the same time, Jesus is step by step walking him out from this past and into the future. Because when Jesus died for us, he didn't just die so he could be forgiven for the things we've done wrong, but he also died so he could be free and released from feelings of guilt and shame. And guilt is when we feel you know, bad about something we've done, and shame is just when we feel bad about ourselves and who we are. And Jesus wants to be f- us to be free of that. He wants us to know we're forgiven and to feel that we're forgiven. He wants to know that we can walk into a new future uprightly, that we're a child of God and not to be weighed down by sometimes these lingering thoughts and feelings. And so here Jesus, he takes the time with Peter to step by step bring that assurance that he is forgiven, he does have a future and it's in the past and that it's gone now, it's behind him and God's put it away, he's forgotten about it, the old life is gone. And this is a good practice for us too. In James chapter 5, he says, Is anyone among you in trouble? Then let them pray. And if they have sinned, they'll be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And so for us too, you know, we know that any time when we come to Jesus, and we ask him to forgive us, that he does, he forgives us straight away. But also when we're stuck And sometimes if these feelings of guilt or shame, if they linger, then we can chat it through with Jesus and we can chat it through with a small group leader or a wise and trusted friend and pray together and receive the healing of our hearts and through the Holy Spirit be released into freedom from shame and from guilt and be assured in our spirit that we are loved by God and we are called by God and we have a future. And this is what Jesus is doing with Peter in this moment. And then afterwards he says to him, Peter, come and follow me. And Peter does so. And his life goes on from there to great things. And then finally in this event, my favourite part of the whole, of this whole uh, moment is how John describes it when he and the other fellas who are on the boat behind Peter, when they arrive at the beach and they catch up. And so they... Uh, yeah, they, you know, Peter swam ahead and then they arrive in the boat, they drag it to shore. And this is how John records what happens and what he sees. And it makes me think that he was probably a bit of a foodie because he says this. He says, when they got there, when they got to shore, they saw a charcoal fire was burning and fish were frying over it. And there was bread. Now, <laughs> I love fresh bread. Sometimes precious makes fresh bread. That's amazing. Or you know when you go to the supermarket, it's not as good, but you know when you go to the supermarket 
and um, like they've just got a new batch and it's still warm and you take it home and it's like crusty on the outside and but the bread is like soft and put a little bit of butter on and if you get it when it's still warm and you taste it and it's just so nice like I, I genuinely love fresh bread and uh, I think for John this seems like an important detail for him it's like and there was bread now for these guys they must have been starving hungry I mean they've been out fishing all night caught nothing I mean when I wake up in the morning I'm always hungry I wake up hungry I don't know if you do but I wake up hungry and I've just been asleep all night for these guys, you know, they've fished all night, they'd be tired, they'd be hungry, they must be ravenous. So this must have been amazing to arrive on the beach and there's Jesus with food for them. Even if just one of their mums had come down with breakfast for them, I mean, that would have been pretty good. You could imagine them saying to John, oh, John, your mum's such a legend, bringing us this food. Like, does she always make you a fry up after you've been fishing? But even better than one of their mums turning up, here... They've got Jesus, you know, their friend, their mate, the one that they have been following all these years, meeting them on the shore with breakfast. And this just must have been the best. Like, think how it's going to be for us after lockdown, when, you know, whether it's weeks or months or whenever, when we can finally be with our friends and be with our family and meet together and eat together and spend time together and laugh together. It's going to be so, so good. But for Jesus' friends, imagine what it was like for them to be with Jesus again, having seen him killed on the cross, but now he's risen from the dead. And just to be able to hang out and to eat and to laugh and to relax and to be in each other's presence and spend time all over again, I bet it just felt amazing. Like really, imagine, imagine you were there, imagine that was you, imagine how that would feel feel like, imagine that moment, the joy of seeing Jesus again, the relief, the laughter, the happiness, just that whole time, I just imagine it was just the best moment for those people. And this is such a great picture for us of what's actually ahead of us in eternity, that, you know, one day, this is going to be us, one day we're going to get our meal with Jesus and with our friends and with our loved ones who've gone before us and and, uh, and are with Jesus now and we're going to get to meet them and, and eat and laugh and spend time and be together in God's presence and it's just going to be amazing and it's going to last forever and Jesus gives this amazing promise in John chapter 14 he says don't be troubled and don't be afraid trust in God trust also in me there are many rooms in my father's house and I'm going to prepare a place for you. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am and you know the way to where I'm going. And then Jesus goes on to explain that the way to eternal life is through him, is through Jesus and our faith in him as our rescuer because Jesus is God himself and he loves us and Jesus came from heaven to earth to rescue humanity and to rescue us and restore our relationship with God. Because the thing is, the things that we've done wrong have separated us from God. But God doesn't want anything to separate us from him. And so Jesus himself bridged that separation when he took our wrongdoings and the sin of the world on himself 
and died for them on the cross. And they were buried with him in his body into the ground. But because Jesus was innocent and hadn't done anything wrong, God raised him to life again. And Jesus overcame death and he broke the power of sin and our wrongdoing that separates us from God in this life and in eternity. And Jesus broke the power of that. So now we have this pathway to friendship and relationship with God again. And in fact, in the Bible, it says that when we choose to follow Jesus and accept him in our lives, that we become a child of God. We begin this brand new relationship with him. And that's why Jesus says, in my father's house, there are many rooms. And this relationship, it starts now and it carries on into eternity. Just as Jesus said in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And for us today, right now, we have this amazing future to look forward to. And God as well, he's with us right now through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And he brings this assurance of this future into our present right now. Like imagine again how it must have felt for John and Peter and the others hanging out with Jesus on the beach how that, you know, just all of the joy and the peace and the feeling and the, just the amazingness of that time together. Imagine how that must have felt. And for us, you know, that's again, that's our future. And the Holy Spirit, he brings the joy and the peace of that future. He brings that into our present now. He brings that knowledge of the eternity into our hearts today. And for me, like I know for myself, like over the last few years, when I've been through some challenging and difficult moments, that that's what I've done. I've pictured and thought of this great promise that is ahead of us and, you know, what we know is going to come. And I've asked the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, would you bring your assurance of that into my heart now? And would you help me to live in light of what is ahead? And as he does that, he brings the peace, the peace that he brings to us and the joy that he brings to our hearts because of what we know is ahead of us. And it allows us to walk through right now today, the present, with a peace and a joy that carries us and strengthens us through these moments until we get there. And I've experienced that many, many times over these last few years. And it's, you know, it's amazing how God walks us through the different things that we face and how that peace is real and it settles us and we can... Um, we can walk through with like our head up, knowing that God is with us. And it's an amazing thing. And so I thought before we finish today, why don't we just take a moment to ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill us again with the assurance of eternity and with the peace and the joy that that brings for our lives right now in our present, because God is with us and we've got a wonderful thing to look forward to. So let's pray together. And first of all, if you've not actually said yes to that friendship with Jesus before and not begun a relationship with him and, that, and you would like to, then all you have to do is, all you have to do is ask, all you have to do is say yes. And you can pray this with me. You just say, Jesus, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you ask me to be your friend and to do life with you. I thank you that you died for me. 
to forgive me for the things I've done wrong. So forgive me now and come into my life. I want to start this journey and relationship with you. Would you help me to follow you for the rest of my life and give me that promise of eternity? Come on, be a part of my life now. Amen. And why don't we all just pray together and if you want to put a hand on your heart or put out your hands or whatever you like and let's invite the Holy Spirit to come and strengthen us again and bring us the peace and the joy uh, into our lives and that experience into our hearts right now. So yeah, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are with us. May you are God's gift to us right now as we journey through life. And I pray, Holy Spirit, would you come and fill our hearts with your peace. Fill our minds with your peace. And bring the joy of what's before us into our spirit and into our hearts right now this morning. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. And I thank you, God, that you love every single person who's watching today. And I pray would you bless them right now and strengthen them. And would they know your love deep, deep in their hearts and minds. That you care for them, you love them. In Jesus' name, amen. Great. Well, it's great to be with you this morning. I can't wait to get to see you again in the flesh. But until then, um, have a good afternoon and uh, hopefully see you soon.